Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Carl's here. So um, this may shock you, um, but Britney Spears is seriously talking about reconciling with her father, the man who she said she wanted to put in jail for the rest of his life. For everything that she says he did to her during the conservatorship, um, things that she claims he forced her to do that she didn't want to do, this relationship was, honestly, I felt dead and buried. That there was not going to be, even though she's at times spoken to her mother, to her sister, her brother, the father relationship I thought was dead. But she is thinking about this, and there are a couple of, there I are, think good reasons. There are, there are reasons yeah. for it. I mean, this is no coincidence that this is aligning with Sam filing for divorce and leaving her. Right. Um, which he has done. Been in the house for Three almost weeks. a month now. Yeah, almost a month. Three weeks plus um, without really any support system. So uh, we know that her brother Brian uh, has been going over to the house occasionally. Um, he's working out there. He's not, you know, he's talking to her. But it's not like he is, you know, helping her, you know, manage right. her day-to-day -day life. But what While he has there. done, he has told her about Jamie Spears and about his medical issues, um, of which there are some. He is going under the knife on Friday um, for a fairly serious operation. Um, he had a knee replacement about 16 years ago, and somehow the metal— an infection from uh, the metal— that's in his leg, uh, that's in his knee, and so they have to go in and remove, I, you know, I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Obviously, they're going to treat the infection. It's invasive. It right. is invasive. And, you know, he has been in, in the last couple of had, months, he had a kidney issue, they thought, and he was in for a stomach issue. So he's had his issues, and she has talked about this, and Brian talked to her about this, that, you know, her, her dad is struggling. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's a combination of that just being, you know, understanding that, you know, this is her dad, you know, and and by the way, I, I just want to say, her dad, who saved her life. Now, whatever you think he's done, you know, toward the end of the conservatorship, in 2008, he saved her life. I, I and we've talked about that, and I agree with you, the, but the what's shocking here is that it certainly doesn't seem that Britney feels that way. And I think that's right. And that's why it's so shocking that she is actually having these conversations, people saying that she would like to repair the relationship. Just to remind you of how toxic right. this relationship was at a point. This is what Brittany said about her father during when the conservatorship was still in place and she uh, and this called into court. Two years ago this past June. Right. To testify um, about why she wanted the conservatorship to be dissolved and why she wanted her father in jail. The control he had over someone as powerful as me, as he loved the control to hurt his own daughter 100,000%, he loved it. Ma'am, my dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing at me when I said, no, ma'am, they should be in jail. Well, there you go. And she went on and on yeah. and on about Jamie. And remember, I mean, here's the, the uncomfortable thing here. Um, she is suing him. Through right. Matt Rosengard, they're trying to get money back. So far, look, I'm just going to give an opinion here. She's not going to get any money back from him. That whether it was good or bad, it all got approved by the by court. The judge, right. And so far, um, her lawyer has not gotten a penny back um, from Jamie Spears. Jamie Spears has said he's done nothing wrong. That money's not going to go back to her because everything he did got approved by the court. 
Right. That said, how do you repair something like this, even if she wants right. a relationship again? Yes. Uh, so joining us right now to talk about if, if that's even possible, uh, someone who actually deals with situations like this, Dr. Janie Lacey, the psychotherapist and specializes in relationship trauma. And there's certainly uh, relationship trauma in the case of Jamie and, uh, and Britney Spears. So Dr. Lacey, welcome to TMZ Live. Glad to be here. Uh, is this surprising to you? It's not surprising at all. There are a lot of different family with different dynamics that are able to repair even the worst of it. So how do you, look, I mean, it's not like it's not like an Etch-a-Sketch where it just goes away. Um, so there is a lot there. Is this something where they need to sit down and air or she needs to air her grievances? We know Jamie um, through our sources. Jamie has said he wants that relationship back. He's never harbored grudges. But do you need to sit down and clear the air or do you just let bygones be bygones? Well, we can't just let bygones be bygones. They have to sit down and talk about the rupture and the trauma that has occurred in the family dynamics. In order for them to truly be healthy in the future, that has to be the first step. They have to sit down and talk about what has happened and what got them here. So but when they have that discussion, I guess that's where it seems to me that it, things would fall apart because... Jamie obviously heard the things that Brittany has said about him, that she has accused him of. It doesn't seem like she has been disavowed of that belief. So when she sits down and says to her father, you controlled me, you made me do things I didn't want to do, how do they bridge that? When we're sitting with families that are trying to repair the conflict in their relationship, they have to validate the other person's experience, even if they don't agree with it. So in order to get to the other side, Jamie's going to have to hear his daughter's perspective and how she feels. And he's going to have to, he doesn't have to agree with it, but to a certain degree, he's going to have to validate her experience in order for them to repair it. Hmm. You know, right now, she is living really without any support system day to day. Nobody is living there. You know, family member, a husband, nobody, a partner, nobody is really living with her, you know, other than help. Is it possible, and I know this sounds crazy, but um, <laughs> is it possible that Jamie Spears could end up moving back in and functioning informally like he did when there was a conservatorship to care for her if they could repair it or has that ship sailed? Well, not being able to speak on the true dynamics of this family since I haven't worked with them, but when I look at situations like this and Brittany going through a lot of different trans transactions right now with divorce and, as you mentioned, potentially not having a support system, the little girl in her that can rise back up and would want that person, could be mom or dad in particular, to come in and take care of her, right? There is a regression that happens for a lot of people that when they do go through a period of grief that they want to be, they want their mom or their, their dad. So I would say it's possible. I mean, anything would be possible when someone's going through grief while they're also trying to reconcile a ruptured relationship. So finally, wow. finally, look, there is an overlay here of mental illness. And we know that, which is why the conservatorship got established. And there's a, a, a measure of volatility that comes with that. And so how does somebody like, if, if that were to happen, how, do, how does Jamie Spears navigate that? Because what's happened in the past is she's cut people out of her life, even with the slightest slight. So how do you help when you know it might go crossways with 
the person you're trying to help and they're going to throw you out again. When you're a family member of someone that has a mental illness, you have to have education and you have to know what works and what is yours and what is theirs because it is a fine line. And there are many times where someone does have mental disorder or have been diagnosed with a mental disorder, I should say, that a family member is trying to treat them as if their normal capacity where there's other things they have to consider in these situations. So he would have to really understand what her mental illnesses are and what is the role that he has to play in order to be a supportive father, especially after what has happened in their relationship. Are you optimistic? I would say that I would be optimistic if this is truly something that has been in her heart and has just been activated by what she's going through right now. If it's something that she's been wrestling with and she's been thinking about, then the possibility for it repairing would be high. If it's a knee-jerk reaction to feeling alone and not having anybody there, and this is the, the, the first thing that she's grabbing towards, you know, it may not necessarily be for the long term. All right. Uh, great insight. Really appreciate the time. That was uh, really so much, interesting. Lucy? Thank you. Really appreciate right. it. Huh. That's, uh, I'll well, tell you. Well, now there's laid out, it would be a very, it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle, but I'll tell you, when we broke this, I, 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 I did a live shot with Washington, D.C. yesterday, and I said, look at the website in the morning, you're going to be shocked. Yeah. Uh, wow. It's the last thing anybody would have expected. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to Drake's uh, show. He's got another show in L.A. last night, and... Um, this was a, a special one. Um, he obviously recognized that it's Kobe Bryant's birthday. And so... Or he would have been 45. 45, yeah. yeah. Uh, so playing, uh, the show was at Crypto.com, where, of course, the Lakers play. So he had a shout-out for Kobe, um, which went over very well with the fans. By the way, in the crowd, um, lots of VIPs, including uh, Malia and Sasha Obama. Uh, but here is his uh, shout-out for Kobe. Now they coming up. What's this? I'm gonna hold this up because we gotta show love to Kobe one time. Y'all make some noise for Kobe one time. You could have put the bra down. I was just thinking the same thing. What happened was he was picking up all the stuff off the stage. I know, but the bra should have been. Maybe just the just the jersey would have been cool. By the way, there was, as usual, an after party. Uh, for Drake's shows, and uh, this one, um, Malia and Sasha showed up there. We got some images of them going uh, in and out of the party, uh, and looks like a good time was had. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> funny because, you know, when we first started seeing the Obama girls, they were they were young, and now they're out partying until 4 a.m. with Drake at one of the hottest, you know, new members-only clubs called the Bird Streets in West Hollywood. It's right off of Sunset. And you guys, it's so funny. This video, they tried to get into their Uber, and then they it wasn't their right Uber. The guy was like, oh, uh, no, this isn't oh, for you. Hysterical. And so then they had to walk down the street. Then they went back inside to the club, and then they came back out to their right Uber. But it's just so crazy. I mean, they, yeah. they were so young when we first started seeing them, and now they're out until 4 a.m. Look at them now. It's amazing. They grow up, don't they? And they then you know what so happens? Fast. And then you know what happens? Then you get old. <laughs> okay. 
Britney Spears is now alone. Her husband Sam has filed for divorce. Allegations of cheating, rumblings of a prenup war, and most ominous, she has no friends. Her support system has crumbled. Claims of physical violence against Sam, a dangerous fascination with knives, mental instability. I'm mortified. With no family left to care for her, the situation is dire. TMZ investigates Britney Spears, divorce and despair, Thursday at 8 on Fox. Lizzo is not just uh, denying the claims of her three former backup dancers. She's now preparing to take legal action against them as this whole thing plays out. Uh, the legal action she wants to take is uh, suing them for malicious, uh, for malicious prosecution. We, we will get into the snag there, but we'll, first let's right. get into yes. the new video that we got. Because um, Lizzo's legal team believes that these uh, photos and video you're about to see Prove that the backup dancers who are suing, all three of them, you're going to see are in the group. This is all of the big girls. That's her dance troupe. And those they, are the three women who are suing. And they were at the Crazy Horse in Paris. In fact, in their lawsuit, they make reference, as they put it, being forced to go to this show at Crazy Horse, which, if you don't know, is a uh, burlesque show, a very famous burlesque show in Paris. So this was them after the show, and you're going to see... In particular, one of the women who's suing is right up front. Listen to, I guess Lizzo's team would say, their excitement uh, at being at the show. Now, Lizzo's lawyers say that they certainly don't seem like uh, people who were forced to be at this show. Uh, and I guess their, their side of it would be that even if they felt forced to go to the show, why would they be so excited to do this video? Their, 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 position. their position is, look, our boss wanted us to go to this, and they're saying we were uncomfortable, but we had to put on this face. The problem with that argument is you could say that about every interaction with that looks positive on the surface, and sometimes a cigar really is just a cigar, and they might really or be just... Or in this case, a banana. Or, or a banana. Sometimes and, a banana but, is but, I mean, in this case, they could actually be happy. I mean, and that's what a jury is going to have to decide when they start looking at this. Um, we showed you video um, four months, shot four months before um, they filed this lawsuit where one of them is just singing Lizzo's praises. And, you know, at a point, um, is a jury going to say, they're always kind of held hostage off camera there, or are they changing their tune because they ended up getting fired? And I think that's gonna be the rub there. Yeah, I think you're undoubtedly right that these pictures and these videos are helpful to Lizzo's defense at a minimum. They do show the, the women having fun, reveling, sort of carousing, but power dynamics can be tricky, and it's possible that the women's lawyers will be successful in saying, you have to sort of put on this show, you have to look like you're having fun, or else we were worried that we might lose our jobs. I think it makes his job more difficult to prove that out when you see these videos. Hard for a jury when you see, like, excitement and happiness and everything else, but, but to, uh, they may do it. But, I know, but, their, but their point, the dancer's point is going to be, yeah, we had to be smiling. The same reason we felt we had to go to the show is the same reason we felt that when the camera was right. on us, that's we argument. had to do this smiling. And you're that's, right. That's and, the argument. But then you could say that about every single interaction, that it's not real. It's not what you think. And sometimes it does create an issue where you, if you're, if you're the boss, 
then you know that any interaction with your employees outside of just being in the office, and certainly when you're in the office, but even outside of the office, becomes problematic, potentially. Well, right? it, it does. Now, I, I just want to say something about this malicious prosecution, the threat of a... Right. It, they could only do that. You can only do that if she prevails in the lawsuit the dancers have filed against her. That's number one. And number two, and this is the even harder part, is that you have to prove that the lawsuit was motivated solely by malice. And even if, if there's anything that's le remotely legit, even if they lose, you can't win in a malicious prosecution lawsuit. So that is an uphill climb for Lizzo. Hello, uh, my name is Atila Schnapka. I'm a CEO from Los Angeles. And uh, my opinion to this is, I think all of it is sort of uh, reality, you know? Uh, they were half forced, uh, they, they half enjoyed it, and so on and on and on. So uh, I guess it will be settled outside of court and uh, money will be, you know, part of the deal and that's it. But the thing is, if you're uh, in a position like she is, you shouldn't even go to such a, a burlesque show or whatever, you know, not not to get into such a situation. Right. That's the first thing, you know. And so, yeah, if she had avoided all of that, then we wouldn't be talking yeah. about it right and now. I, and I guess that's the lesson that even if Lizzo wins the lawsuit and doesn't end up paying any money, um, I think she's certainly learned a lesson about what she's going to do with what the what, her what, what the barriers are with right. socializing and working. Right. Um, that gentleman was a CEO. Yeah. Which then brings us to our next story. Uh, to another CEO uh, who you've probably heard a lot about over the last couple of days. I mean, certainly over his career. Talking about Scooter Braun, manager of Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Grande formerly Demi Lovato, for, formerly Demi Lovato. Lots of people. But there have been some stories the last few days about all of his clients, the way it's been told that all of his clients are bailing on him. It's not really what's happening here. Uh, and most importantly, I think, um, the two biggest ones, Justin Bieber uh, and Ariana Grande, are remaining with Scooter, but there are some changes in Scooter's business. Right, so they're remaining with Scooter Braun Projects, which is his original company where they were kind of signed under his management label. Since then, he is now the CEO of Hive Entertainment, which is a big comp Korean company, you know, BTS, obviously. They kind of oversee them and a bunch of other projects. And that's where a lot of his focus has gone. So right now what they're doing, they're in the process of renegotiating the contracts of Ariana and Justin and trying to figure out what their future will look like under Scooter Braun projects, whether they bring in another manager, someone else takes it over or what. But Scooter just can't do the day-to-day. -day. Now, as far as Demi Lovato, we're told, yes, that was a mutual decision. They've split. Adina Manzel, that's another story that just broke this week. But that actually happened several months ago. But it's just coming to light now when all these other stories are starting to surface as well. Yeah, and I think the big headline was Justin Bieber Justin that they haven't talked. They have. I know there are stories out there saying they haven't talked, but they have. And renegotiating in the sense that they need managers. And there are a lot of demands um, that a management company has when they have to manage, you know, big people like Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber. And, and Scooter just can't do it. Scooter, th this, is, this is an $11 billion By the uh, way, company. Hybe, Hybe is has made some moves. They bought uh, Quality Control, um, the label yeah. that brought you the Migos, City Girls, and uh, a lot of other hip-hop It's huge, acts. and so, so he's, now he's a CEO now of this huge company, and he can't do both things. 
So now they got to figure out, will it work? I mean, we don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe it will, maybe it won't. Hey, hey, uh, it's Faded based out of Florida. Um, I, I actually think this is a really interesting, really interesting saga, really interesting take. Um, I think, you know, after taking over the CEO spot of Hybe, uh, he's probably stretched thin with everything else that's going on. Um, he's obviously dealt with, you know, dozens of different major talents throughout the world. Um, and I think another negative impact is uh, following the train, right? Uh, when when one client leaves and makes a big deal out of it, I think we see a domino effect. And a lot of that could could be, you know, uh, as a result of everything that happened with uh, Taylor Swift. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Man, I don't know, uh, wait, Taylor. We wait, can't, can't bring the Taylor Swift thing Wait, wait, I, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, we're being punked. Are you Scooter Braun? Because you look exactly like Scooter. does not like look Sco like Scooter. You look exactly like Scooter Braun. You look exactly he like He doesn't look exactly oh like God. him. He looks just like No, you, he doesn't look exactly like Scooter. Have you ever been told you look like Scooter Braun? No. This is the first. Okay, well, then, then, okay, then you're welcome. Okay. Give him a T-shirt at least for, for that. I mean, okay, come we'll on. Give him a T-shirt. Cardi B does not suffer trolls. Um, you know, she's all for having a little fun and games on social media, but when the trolls come, depending on what they say, she is not, will not hesitate to file a lawsuit as Tasha Kay, I have an opinion. the blogger. I'm going to wait, out. but I got an opinion about that. Okay. I'm not sure it's a good I'm glad you're going to wait. <laughs> but I will wait. You're not sure that your opinion is wise or what she wants to do is wise? You can figure that out. Uh, okay, let's get so it. So let's, here's what happened. Let's show a trigger. So here's what happened. Uh, there's a Twitter user. I, Cardi seems to think that this person is male. I, I don't know, but she referred to him as male. But this is what uh, they were tweeting. Basically, accusing Offset of cheating against. That Offset has allegedly cheated on Cardi B once again. How embarrassing. Cardi just copyrighted my tweet. I don't know what that means. She can't do that. Why are you mad at me when you need to be mad at your husband who's cheating on you? <laughs> and then their, the, their defense, I guess, the streets are saying it's true. But I don't know. Well, by the way, it's interesting that, that the streets are saying this is what something that Tasha Kay once said, and she owes Cardi $4 million Well, yeah, million that's the person now. basically admitting that they don't even know if this is true or not. And uh, like you guys have said, I mean, this has been a, a, a longstanding thing with, you know, Cardi fans going after Nikki, Nikki fans going after Cardi. And it does appear this Twitter user is a, a Nikki fan. Oh, for sure is a Nikki fan. Yeah. And Cardi B, you know, came clap back and basically said she has this person's father's information. I don't know why that's Here's, relevant. By the way, she here. Let's. I, I want to play a little bit of the audio okay, here, yeah. Devin, because Cardi had basically a whole, she laid out her plan for how she's gonna get back at this person and posted the audio. She, this is classic Cardi. I wonder how Mr. Benny Wayne Walker Jr. is going to feel when like, I'll say about a month or less, he receives a letter to his workplace and to his home because his son Ashton decided, which he's a graphic designer, to put tattoos on somebody else's body claiming that is my husband. Make sure you have fun explaining that to your father, babes, because you're going to be getting sued and we're going to make an example out of you. Yeah, and that was a terrible AI voice, by the way. So, yeah. Bye. Okay. So, she's endlessly entertaining. I love Cardi B. But... <laughs> I, right, I really so why is this not I, I, I just think this is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. When you engage trolls, right. it just fuels them to do more. I mean, that happened with Tasha Kay. 
Um, and she threatened but her. But I think Cardi would say, but she sued her and she won. But now, I guess my point is still and then money, what, but, Right, and then what do you get? If somebody doesn't have anything mm-hmm. and you get sued, a lot of them will say, okay, so you sued me and you won. Next, and they do it again. And they've gotten attention, which is what they want. Yeah, it would be great if the lawsuit would would inhibit somebody from doing it, but that's not the way social media works. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying- There will always be another troll that pops up. Or regardless. that same troll then becomes just more famous as a bigger platform and then just doubles down. Devon Nee, St. Petersburg, Florida, man, look. Shout out to Cardi B, man, using that million dollar money to shut down these four figure problems, man. Look, it's getting real annoying dealing with all these trolls, bruh. Look, just get a W-2 and put my damn cheeseburger in the bag, please. Get off your phone, man. Leave us alone, please. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, we, uh, we got... Some hopeful news. I think, yeah, some very, uh, I think, hopeful news about Amanda Bynes, who uh, we told you that she had recently um, wasn't feeling herself, wasn't feeling right, um, and acknowledged that she needs to get some help. She checked into a mental health facility in the, uh, down in Orange County, um, and she's been there now for a while, but there, she was spotted out in public over the weekend just doing a little... Um, living her life. Living her life. Went, went to a smoke shop. She went to a grocery store. Yeah, and this has been the first time that she's been seen since she's entered this mental health facility in Orange County. We're told that she's doing really good. She's kind of graduated in her program at this mental health facility where she doesn't have to be under lock and key. She can go out for a walk. She can go to the store like you see in our photos. And we're told that she really likes this place. She's made some friends. There's, uh, you know, a lot of people there that are like chatty and a lot of people that she feels like she has friends versus being at her house kind of locked where she was kind of feeling alone is what we had heard from people close to her so hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Halle Berry can finally, finally, completely close the book on her marriage to Olivier Martinez. And, except, and except, he can do the same. Except the first of every month when she has to write a check. Right. right. Um, and the amount of that check is part of the reason, I believe, that this divorce took Eight years. Eight to complete. years. Nine, uh, 2015. 2015, they divorced. Now, they have been single for a long time. They, You know what the word is? Bifurcate. Oh, good. Yes. Wow. They bifurcated their divorce. Uh, they <laughs> settled. They said they, they got their single status, but there were some issues that had to be dealt with. They had a prenup, and so most of their assets and all that, that was taken care of. Well, so the kid's the 42 issue now was their son... <laughs> And custody of the son, figuring out a custody arrangement. Custody and child support. Right. Those were the two things. And I I, I mean, I've never heard of that taking eight years. But this was a pretty acrimonious divorce. Which tells you that, because we're about to tell you what the agreement is. And it seems fairly simple. But this tells me. It doesn't seem like it would take eight years. The fact that it did take eight years means that they did not agree on this for a long time and finally settled 
on um, shared custody of their son. Uh, I think Hallie gets him from Monday, Monday to Wednesday. And then Olivier gets him Wednesday through Friday, and then they alternate weekends. That's probably the easier part of now the Now the money. Yes, and that's where it gets interesting and per perhaps kind of expensive for Halle Berry. She's going to be paying $8,000 a month. That's a lot of money, but in Halle Berry terms, not all that much. But she is potentially going to be paying quite a bit more than that. But there's a rub here. Yeah. Right. So it's the 8000 a month, and then she has to pay 4.3% of any income she gets that's over $2 million. So if she's in a big movie or something, he's going to see some of that money for child support as well. There's also counseling that they're going to have to do where Hallie and her daughter, uh, Nala, will be able to sit in in that counseling, uh, the family counseling. But uh, Hallie's current boyfriend, Van Hunt, who she's been with for a few years, cannot be a part of that. Now, what you just said, yeah. I think, is just so fascinating that she's going to pay 8000 a month um in her bracket that's pretty she's getting off okay yeah but the idea that, that if she, she makes, makes more than two million dollars in any given year that you add on to the child support this four point i think two four three percent yeah um that that's how in the weeds this thing got and that's got to be i think that was the long negotiation he wanted just more what? money flat out yeah. Clearly. And she was saying, no, this is what it's worth. And they had to come somehow navigate this. So I guess during the writer's strike, he ain't going to get the 4.23%. Right. He, he's like, come on, let's end this strike now. And, and, no. I, and I know what a lot of people probably watching now are thinking, which is um, she's going to get a new movie. And it's like, pay me scale. <laughs> you know? Yeah, she'll just, she'll just agree to work for less. Right. Right. Hey, hello. My name is Legend, based out of Columbus, Ohio. Um, so I feel, I mean, it's it's definitely, um, you know, a good, pri good price that I think that she should be paying. I mean, before I know it was like, what, 16000 like back in 2014. And so now she went to the court and she challenged it and was able to get it down to 8000 So, I mean, whoever the breadwinner is, then they got to pay the money up. You know? Well, that's true. Um, that is, that, that's yeah. just the truth. That is truth. And, you know, a lot of times we see that the guy is paying the woman. In this case, the woman's paying the guy. It's no different. I mean, it's the person who makes the most money right. is the one that shells out. We are going to move on. Yes. Uh, speaking of shelling out money, um, this is, <laughs> I think, Brielle Bierman, uh, the daughter of Croy and Kim Zolciak. Uh, I said that wrong. <laughs> Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Croy. Uh, she, as it turns out, according to American Express, has not been paying up uh, to the tune of $12,000, just over $12,000. She got sued. Balance. She got sued. And it got to the point that American Express sued for it. So this isn't like, all right, you're, you know, a month or two late. They don't sue you for that. They just charge you more fees. And guys, this kind of tracks with the similar financial problems that uh, her parents are going through, or at least her mom, Kim. Kim obviously owes money uh, on a Target credit card. Croy's also being sued by multiple people, including uh, a casino and uh, Rolls Royce is going after him for unpaid car payments. So... The financial problems are running in the families. I, I hate to say it, and, I, and I'm, I know what you're going to say, and I, I, I don't want to be agree. judgy about it, but... I agree. Okay, give me the two words that, I'm th that are in my head right now, because I think you know them. Uh, I, d responsibility? Financial responsibility? Rolls-Royce. Oh, Rolls. <laughs> that's honestly... <laughs> well, yes, the Rolls. That's what's in my head. It's like... That's related to financial yeah, responsibility. Yeah, I mean, yes. exactly. If and, you're spending like that, and 
and there's, I think the point here is that, and this is what Brendan, you, Brendan, you kind of touched on this. Kids do learn from their parents. They totally learn and from their parents. And if they see that their parents overextend themselves, then they feel like they can overextend themselves. Well, and you have to remember, for a long time, I mean, Kim was on Bravo for years as a housewife, but then the family had their spinoff show for eight seasons. They were making really good money from NBC. They were traveling all the time. They were driving these nice cars, hence the Rolls Royce. So when you're trying to keep up with that lifestyle, but you're not having the money anymore, hey, you're going to get stuck in these, these situations. Brielle has said that she is going to, um, she's going to pay up? She's going to pay it up. Uh, so, <laughs> how American she, Express. Can I ask you can something? Call how, off the dog. How is she going to pay that up? Because see now that, that exactly. Because you know what does I mean? That mean that she had the money and she really just right ignored the bills. That's what I mean. How, or is she borrowing from Peter to pay Paul? I, well, I mean, where are you getting the twelve thousand dollars to pay American Express? And today? I was, what about Mary in that? I was worried about that. Thought about that phrase, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. But where's Mary? <laughs> Hi, this is Priscilla checking in from Baltimore, and I just really feel like this entire family needs a crash course in financial literacy. No kidding. <laughs> it's like crazy to me that the entire family is literally drowning in debt down to the, the, the kids. Like, I just want to know, like, what was the conversations like having when everyone decided to take all of this line of credit out, knowing that they probably wouldn't be able to pay it back? Like, financial literacy, that is definitely uh, some great advice for this entire family. This is just ridiculous. It's, it's Ain't it good the advice truth for, every, Ain't for everyone. It the truth, but it's particularly theirs. This video is unbelievable. It is insane uh, for so many reasons, but you're about to see. Uh, two attempted burglars knocking on the door of a man in Texas. They have some, making up some story about why they need to come in. The guy inside doesn't fall for it, yet they still attempt to break in. But this is he's Texas, got man. a ring camera and he is watching this. Mm -hmm. So as they he say, also has, he's packing heat and his moniker is don't mess with Texas. Oh yes, uh, they came to check your air filters. Um, I'm not sure. This is three eighty two seven. Nobody's home right now. You'll have to wait until another day. Oh, much appreciated. Shots Whoa. coming from inside Whoa. that apartment because that's like unbelievable. Now, and that now nobody I got get hit. It. That nobody got hit. Um, and by the way, the but they uh, skedaddled. They, they got out of there. Police did apprehend them um, at some point down the road. But so one of the guys is still at large. But one of the guys that was actually um, that was mm -hmm. seemed to be the, the main uh, the main the guy, guy was there talking, trying to get yeah. in. Aaron Contreras. He has uh, been arrested. He's being held on a hundred fifty thousand dollars bond right now facing some serious charges, obviously, uh, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, a burglary of habitation, and... Uh, Is it burglary or attempted charge. burglary? Should be attempted. It's a... They said burglary. Bur burglary maybe, of habitation maybe he broke is the, the door. charge. Huh, I, I will say that, first of all, I, I think 
that's why a lot of times the self-defense, it's going to come down to you. You know, you can call the police, but they're, they're usually not going to be right there. And sometimes you've got to take care of yourself. We're very fortunate here that no one was hurt because when you start firing a gun through walls, you never know who's on the other side. And if somebody in that apartment across the building, they could have obviously gotten hit and that would have been terrible. The guy who uh, owns the apartment or rents there, he actually um, talked about that. So this guy is, is the guy who fired the shots. This guy is some. I positioned myself by my couch and my hallway facing directly at the door. And I was going to wait till he came in, but whenever I checked my ring camera, I saw he was kicking the door and he had a firearm in his hand, so I wasn't going to let nothing happen to either me or my brother. I was hoping I got him. <laughs> That's mainly everything. I was just hoping I got him. Then again, I wasn't trying to have anything bad fall on me because I realized, looking back at the video, I hit my neighbor's house and I wasn't trying to, but luckily, and thank God, they left 20 minutes before anything happened. By the way, did you see in that video this the guy. door? Did you see the bullet holes behind oh, yeah. him? Oh, yeah. Where he had shot through his door, and he's right. I mean, this guy is something. I got to say, I mean, just listening to him describe this He's thing. right, though. I mean, if no, his neighbors have been home, I, I know. I, those bullets must no, have no, gone no. into their apartment I as well. totally get it. It's frightening, too. Jeez. Yeah. Janae Iko and Big Sean are dealing with a very scary situation at their house. They say that uh, there is a guy who's been showing up at a lot of her shows, who somehow found out her address, it's a gated community, got over the wall, got into a fight with the security guard there, and then made it to their house. Uh, he was finally apprehended, uh, he was arrested, and so they took the next step, which is getting a temporary restraining, temporary order, restraining order, which should be a walk in the park to get. But what's shocking is that the temporary restraining order got denied by the judge. Instead, there's going to be a hearing set up uh, in September. But I'm just curious, given all the things that Janae's laying out here, why the judge wouldn't give her the TRO immediately. The temporary restraining order only lasts usually around 10 days. And what you have to show to get that, because you don't, the other party doesn't even have to show up in court. What you have to show is some kind of imminent danger. Well, if you've got a guy who is fighting your security and gets to your door, that's imminent danger. And then what they do is they schedule this hearing. The hearing in September is for a permanent restraining order, and that's when you make it longer. We've seen celebrities get TROs for much less. Way less. Much less. Way than, less. For, for people for making fear, threats. Just having fear. Right, for people making threats online. Yeah. Um, this, this, is, this is a physical threat and yet it was denied. My name is CJ Dev, and I'm from Long Island, New York. And I think it's really sad that, you know, people have to go to the extremes, you know, uh, to do these things to normal people because that's what they are. They're normal people just like you and I, even though they have fame and fortune. I really do think that they should have the restraining order in, you know, in play because they have to protect their family, they have to protect the children, and they have to themselves. Yeah, well, the judge didn't do that. It's bizarre. It's really strange. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hey, I'm Cody um, from Virginia. Uh, about Britney, I have to say in the famous words of Chris Crocker, leave Britney alone. You know, her dad just needs to, to back off. What if she wants yeah. it? I'm all for it. I mean, if, if she thinks that will move her life forward and she'll be happy with that decision, she's a free woman. She can do whatever she wants to do now. By the way, um, we have a documentary on Britney tomorrow night on Fox yeah. uh, at 8 o'clock Eastern, uh, 7 Central, called uh, Britney Spears' Divorce and Despair. I mean, this is a real um, 
I'll tell you, it's just an alarming situation. Um, maybe made better if there's um, if peace between can... her and Jamie. Yeah. One more. Hi, Gloria, New Jersey, commenting on uh, the Lizzo story. Well, she does have a right to defend herself, and she deserves to have her side of the story heard. However, it's still so disenchanting because she was such a bright light. She exuded such confidence, self-love. So I'm praying for healing for everybody to come on the other side of this and be able to move forward somehow. I still think all those things that you said you loved about Lizzo, those things still, still exist. Still exist. It's there. It's just there's a workplace situation that's got to be dealt with one way or another. Kim Kardashian taking a little mother-daughter trip with North. There, there. Usually people like go to the San Fernando Valley for a mother-daughter trip. When you have a private jet, you go to, you Japan, go to Japan instead. I'm not sure exactly why they're there, but um, what's really interesting is North's fashion. She clearly has seen a very famous outfit from her dad, that blue and orange striped. Wait, did they fly all the way to Japan just to make a TikTok? No, come on. Well, anyway, the orange and blue uh, polo shirt. Is, uh, Kanye wore that on Kanye TRL. Wore yeah, back 2004. It's not the exact same shirt, but it's close enough. You don't yeah. think that's coincidence? Definitely not coincidence. You know what just really strikes Shout me? Out to dad. Boy, she has gotten a lot of use out of that private jet. Because <laughs> she goes everywhere all the time. Except one place. Where? We have the, the, she's the one person we haven't seen on a yacht in Italy this summer. That? Yeah. She's the she only person we have not we seen on seen a yacht it. in Italy. I, I bet it probably Okay, happened. we got to go. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>